On the edge of doubt I jump. Yo, sometimes I fantasize, imagine and dream. Yo, terrific is the term I tag on the tight way he totally touched this terrible terrestrial. 77! Putting in me a passion to put away perversity and pick up praise for the Prince of Peace. 77! Yo, I feel like I'm on the verge of a fantastic breakdown. Life, yo, is always better. I will fear no evil. I will fear no evil. Yo. Hey, welcome to the Bring Back the Poetry podcast. My name is Jason Tomlinson. Thank you so much for joining me. Hang on. Thank you so much for joining us. What's up, Ryan Voss? Hey, how are you doing, Jason? Thanks for having me. Oh my goodness, this is so exciting! (laughs) We are in the nation's capital. Actually, we are in Virginia, just outside of the nation's capital right this very minute. But we spent all day in Washington, D.C. today. And uh, today's poem is called A Song for My City, a love poem for Washington, D.C. And we're going to get to that in just a few minutes. But before we do, I just wanted to talk with Ryan about what we saw what we heard, and what we experienced today. Uh, Ryan, you just heard this poem a second ago, and the nature of it is just kind of about the songs that uh, Washington, D.C. sings as if Washington, D.C. were a living, uh, breathing person. And um, what, just just uh, start the conversation, what, was, what were a few of the songs that you heard today? Well, uh, man, so many, <laughs> but I guess the, the idea that it's a city for everybody, as the poem was saying, um, if you're going there to look for stories and examples of equality, of people seeking equality, you're going to find it. If you're going to look for um, stories that, that particularly revolve around women, you're going to find it. African Americans, you're going to find it. If you're going there because you want to kind of reflect on something that humbles you, you're going to find that. If you want to go there because you want to pay honor to something awful, like uh, the Holocaust Museum, for example, people need to learn about that and and get some level of experience, you're going to find that too. So it's like the city speaks to you like a person who can offer you just about anything. There are just so many rich and varied things you can find here. Absolutely. Several things that I heard today... Um, one thing that really, the, the first song that I noticed that, that my brain was uh, getting towards was, um, was a song of freedom. And the first place that we went, of course, this morning was the National Cathedral. And just how that church in and of itself is such a religious icon for us as a country because um, I appreciate the tolerance and the acceptance that the National Cathedral, the Episcopal Church there, that they exhibit, and they model it so well. Um, They've had a lot of different speakers there over the years, and um, some are uh, Episcopal and some are definitely not, like the the Dalai Lama. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's, that's (laughs) impressive. Uh, He's spoken there. Um, Archbishop Desmond Tutu has spoken there, as well as his daughter, 
Um, so it, it really impresses me. Uh, just freedom is such a huge thing. And then we moved on to some, some other areas that spoke freedom as well. I found myself being humbled at several turns today and maybe with things that I didn't really expect. Uh, and one thing I didn't talk about that we did not talk about earlier was when we were at the, Air and, the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum thinking about what all these scientists, pilots, astronauts, and great thinkers did in the 50s and 60s. And they, uh, the computers that we carry around in our pockets yeah. <clears throat> dwarf the computers that they had back then. But look what they did. Correct. Um, you know, one story I go back to that I've heard this several places before is that uh, the, the equipment, the computing power that, that took our boys to the moon and back with the Apollo 11 mission, um, what you carry in your pocket, your cell phone, has more computing power than, than all those computers at flight control and on, on the spacecraft itself. That's, that's astounding. And it shows you the, the talent and the level of grit and courage that it took from anybody involved in NASA's program. I mean, I, I feel like those guys have more brain power and more ingenuity in their, their fingernail trimmings than I have in my entire body. Absolutely. Did you have any surprises today? Uh, yeah. The National Cathedral, um, before we went into that, it was built up very much. Um, you know, Mr. Brown talked about it, our, our principal, Mr. Brown, mentioned it <clears throat> and said that you're going to stand there with um, your eyes just completely as wide as they can be, jaw dropped. And then our tour guide said the same thing. And, uh, you know, I have been to many, many churches. I've been to some very ornate, beautiful churches, the Basilica at Notre Dame University, for example. So I've got I've got a very, very high level of what, what I expect for when somebody says, I'm going to see just this majestic, beautiful church. Yeah. And going in, I told myself, I know I'm still going to be surprised, thinking all of that, and having people tell me how great it is. And it still exceeded even that. Yeah. I, mean, I still went in, and I felt like a, a child walking through yeah. there, and it was beautiful. Yeah. I was surprised at several turns today myself. Uh, particularly, I, I don't know if I realized we were going to be able to visit the FDR Memorial, and right, um, right. we had gotten on the bus, and I thought we were going to something else or going to dinner, but all of a sudden we stopped and we got off, and then boom, there we are at the FDR Memorial, and um, there were some incredible, uh, well, just the experience is kind of this, this maze, starting from the front, going to the back, and there were several quotes from FDR, uh, one about war, and I can't get to it right this minute, but just this very idea that, you know, what Franklin Roosevelt has seen and how much he hates war. Uh, again, just this feeling of solemnity. Also, I was surprised, very surprised, um, when we went to uh, the Vietnam Wall. I got to go last year, and, and it's heavy every time I go, for obvious reasons. But um, our tour guide was uh, a remarkable, remarkable tour guide. Outstanding. Yeah. yeah well, uh, good job, Chris. Uh, <laughs> what he did was to 
find out what town we were coming from in Tennessee. And he was saying, <laughs> he, he was saying Galatin. Galatin, yeah. <laughs> and because like Galatin, oh sorry, Galatin. <laughs> um, he was saying he, he. So we got we learned him how to say Galatin, <laughs> and um, so he he found out that eleven soldiers uh, that were killed in Vietnam, or as a direct consequence of uh, war in Vietnam, um, eleven of them were from Galatin. And he found those names, and then among our bus, uh, we were divided up uh, between the four of us teachers, and he gave one name to each of uh, our small groups. And I, I've I've never had anybody to go look for on the wall, so to have a name and a really small snippet of a story um, to latch onto was really significant. And so we, we had Eric Duffer, and he was 18 years old when he was killed in 1975. So we did the math, you know, it's 40 years later. He would have been 58 years old, which we, that's a lot of people that I know. It's a lot of people that I work with. Um, I posted the whole experience on Facebook. And um, another coworker of ours uh, back at station camp said that that's, that's how old she is. Huh. And just you know the whole thing very, very heavy, um, and it was it was very meaningful to be able to share that with people that are back back home in Tennessee. Any more surprises for you? Oh man, no, uh, it's not. I'd say the cathedral is a big one. Yeah, <clears throat> so awesome. That's so and, awesome. And like you were saying, the the FDR memorial visit. Just the fact that we went there. Yeah. Was surprising. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, and I had a cool little connection with that because the the, the Washington, D.C.-based TV show, House of Cards, that I'm a big fan of, political <laughs> drama, uh, there's an episode very recently, I won't give spoilers, but it does involve uh, a big scene at uh, at the Franklin Delano Roosevelt Memorial. Cool. <clears throat> well, thanks so much for the chat, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, if you guys like this, we're going to do this again tomorrow night if I can twist Mr. Voss's arm. You won't have to twist too hard. <laughs> well, here's tonight's poem, and uh, we'll get right into it. A Song for My City, a love poem for Washington, D.C. Two hundred years plus, this city has seen it all. War, peace, riots, order. Many rise, many fall. But the city remains as a beacon for many things. Walking the streets, I am overcome, hearing the songs she sings. Songs of freedom, equality, accomplishment, and history. Songs of unrest, pain, tragedy, and solemnity. Songs of hope, perseverance, and conviction with every breath. Songs of why not, and invention. Songs of life, songs of death. The songs she sings are as varied as the children in her fold, precious in sight, beautiful to behold, eternal and ageless and also ever new. This city sings for me, this city sings for you, immeasurably beautiful, redefining what will and what can. This city sings her song, she sings her song. For every man.
Thank you so much for listening. Come back tomorrow and hear more stuff just like it. Good night. Good night.